0: Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams. And today is February 25th, 2022. It is day two of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And I'm only going to say a couple things about that. Because today's topic is solar energy and whether solar panels are a good idea and also we're going to talk about renewable energy in general. <clears throat> so what I want to say about Ukraine is everything is not everything you see is not everything that is going on. There's more than meets the eye. So just remember that we only know a tip the tip of the iceberg when it comes to geopolitics and uh, especially with Russia, because they have so much propaganda and so many years of manipulating information. And also that Ukraine is a very complicated um, country when it comes to world politics. So let's just pray for the people who are going to be affected by all of those politics that are caused by the people in power and the people with money, and ha- and the people who really have nothing to do with any of this are the going to be the ones who are going to suffer, right? So God is in control, so Lord, we just ask that you protect the people who are in harm's way, and especially the children, and just we, we pray that you will bring a quick end to the war, and that the few few people will die, that no more people will die from this point on. Lord, we just we we trust you and we ask for your will to be done. So, I hope you said amen to that. <clears throat> so renewable energy, is that a boring topic? Well, it shouldn't be because it is actually probably, Behind a lot of the uh, other things going on in the world right now. Possibly even Russia. So, why would Russia have anything to do with renewable energy? Well, Europe, for one thing, has been very hasty in trying to switch over and get rid of their fossil fuels. Also known as oil and gas and coal. And they are actually quite dependent on Russia for a large amount of their energy that they need for heat and electricity and all the things that people do. And since it's winter time, things could get a little bit chilly over there if they don't have their heat. So Russia could actually um, cut off their uh, natural gas if, if they wanted to. And, you know, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's a risk and it's a risk. Why? Because Europe was too quick to try to eliminate what, you know, fossil fuels from their energy sources. And when they were not, they weren't actually, you know, fully ready and they, you know, we're trying to use wind power and other sources and they, they don't have enough power. They don't have enough energy. So, you know, energy is a big deal. We all need energy, right? I mean, it's pretty cold here in my house right now. I mean, it's warm in my house. It's cold outside. And I, I don't want to be outside today. I went for a walk and I was really bundled up. And for us, th- this is a pretty cold day. Uh, it's It was in the 30s until, like, around noon. And that's pretty cold for southeast Texas. And, you know, pretty soon it's going to be 95. And this will just be a distant memory. But on a cold day like this, we want the heat on, right? And... We also like to watch TV and use our computers and charge our phones and cook food and have lights. So everyone needs electricity. So what about solar? Should, is, should everyone just buy solar? Well, have you ever watched a video on YouTube and seen a commercial With a very annoying computer voice saying, what I see here is everyone not, not saving money or something like that. And they, they show houses and they say, you know, why don't these houses have solar panels on them? They should. And, and then there's another commercial where they say that people, the reason that people don't have solar panels is because they don't, they don't realize that they could just get them for free. Well, So I decided to do a little research into solar panels for free. Well, you know the old saying, nothing is free. There's always a catch, right? Well, I found out what the catch is. So I wrote a blog about it. If you would rather read this, you can go to my blog, blueskiesandgreenpastures.com. And read the article called, Is Solar Panel Leasing a Good Idea? And in that, I have a lot of information and links. And all of the things that I'm fixing to tell you, it's all written down there. So you can read it. And if you want to share it with someone or review it later, it's all there on the blog. And I think this is really important. Because... We are entering a a new a new era, and they call it a regime change. And you know, um, the post-COVID era, the Great Reset—maybe you've heard that term. Well, it's all based on switching from fossil fuels to renewable energy. That is the basis of it. They claim that we're all going to die if we don't stop using oil, gas and coal to produce electricity. Well, I I find that uh the 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 evidence for that claim to be lacking as do many other people. But of course they're going to tell you that all scientists agree that the science is settled on climate change and all that. Well, Okay, we're not gonna debate that right now. But the, the fact is that governments are going to move forward on this issue whether people believe it or not. They they're moving forward. And you might even say that it's a, an economic plan. Maybe they want to uh transfer some wealth or something you know, redistribute money or maybe, you know, maybe they know something we don't about oil and gas. I don't know. But either way, they are determined to introduce renewable energy and they're going to do it because they have the money. They have the money. They have the investors. They have the power. They have the legislatures, the government that will make it happen. Now, in the U.S., There's been a little bit of uh, resistance to Biden's plan because Biden is part of this plan. He's trying to push through the Build Back Better uh, plan, which would have funded a whole bunch of investment and uh, incentives and uh, grants and loans and things to companies who want to get involved in the renewable energy and the, you know, the energy transition business. And supposedly it's going to provide, you know, millions of jobs and stuff. Well, that's if you have the skills, right? Um, Maybe you could get the skills. I don't know. We, we We need more jobs. So I'm not against that. I'm just against, you know, the taxpayers funding these jobs. But anyway, Biden is is encountering some resistance from his own party and you know mansion uh and uh cinema i think that's her name kristen cinema is that it anyway she, they they basically blocked the bill and since i don't really believe any i don't take anything at face value i can't help but wonder if that was that whole blocking the bill thing was actually planned i don't believe anything anymore but either way, the bill has not been able to pass. And it's probably because the economy's falling apart and they know that that's going to make, that's going to bring a huge recession. I mean, they probably really don't want that bill to pass right now because bad things are going to happen. Oh, looks like we got to pause for a second because the dogs are going nuts. Okay, we're back. So, anyway, um, renewables are, you know, they've been a thing for a long time, but in this new era that we're living in, they've become the thing. The thing that's driving all kinds of innovation, and it's even actually going to be included in the vaccine world that's being created and all kinds of things. So... We're gonna talk about solar panels and solar leasing. What is that? Well, when I said I was gonna find out what the what's the catch with the zero cost solar panels? Well, the thing is they're zero cost because you're not buying them. You're the the zero cost refers to the upfront cost. So let's just start at the beginning of this blog that I wrote. Um, If you, if you sign up, if you, if you want to find out about solar panels, you have to put in your information and then they will call you. Well, I, I did that, but I decided I wasn't going to talk to them. So I just kept on doing more reading on my own, watching videos. And I actually found out this information without having to talk to a salesperson. So, but what the salesperson is going to tell you is that, one, you should buy solar panels to save the planet, and two, you can get them installed for free, and three, having solar panels will save you money on electricity. Well, only one of those claims is verifiable, and that is that the They don't charge you for the installation of the panels. But there's a whole bunch of other things that you probably aren't even thinking about right off, you know, unless you already know these things. And that is, first of all, here's the truth solar panels are not carbon free and they must be recycled, they don't last forever. So saving the planet by buying solar panels is not exactly true. And also besides the panels, you if you want to store the solar power that you get from the sun, you have to store it somewhere. It it doesn't store in the panels. You need a battery. For the electricity to be stored up for you to use it later, you can put it in a battery. Well, the batteries are not included in that price. The batteries are very expensive. And just like a battery that you have, um, you know, in your phone or something, they don't last forever. You, You can only use them so many times and then they quit. You can't charge them anymore. So, number two, you may indeed save money on electricity that you get from the solar panels, but it won't necessarily, well, it definitely will not be immediate. And it depends on how much sun you get, like your house. Your house location matters. So, not everyone can even buy solar panels. I mean you have to be located in an area that gets a lot of sun and is not blocked by trees and is a certain like facing east west or something like that. So you, you need to be able to get a lot of sun. But probably most sales people are going to tell you, oh yeah, you can buy some. And then um it also depends on your particular electric company because the solar panels are going to be, connected to an electric company unless you buy a complete off-grid system and that is not what they are talking about when they say that you're going to buy free solar panels or get free solar panels they're not talking about off-grid that is different off-grid means that you have all you have the solar panels as well as a converter as well as a, a whole bunch of batteries to store your own electricity and you have to have um, just a whole lot of electronics and stuff so i mean you can buy that but it's it's not it's not cheap and i don't think the government's going to pay you for that either because you're then you're not contributing to the electric grid so these solar panels that they're talking about, that that is connected to the grid. The grid is the electric system that's all over the world, in your state, and in, in your area, and it's all connected to the electric companies. And you know, if you're if you have solar panels, you're producing electricity, or well, the sun is, and it's going into your house it's going into the the grid and if you have extra then the electric electric company has to pay you back for that electricity that your solar panels produce well that's all well and good that that's not a bad thing but the only problem is that some people don't realize that there's there are fees and there are costs involved And your actual savings can be reduced. And some of that is because, you know, the electric company is a business. And so they have tried to find ways to, you know, keep their profits going. And so they're not going to just like turn everything over and say, okay, you can have all our money. No, they have found a way to keep on making a profit. Well... That's how businesses work, right? Maybe you have your own business. You're not going to just give your profits away. So you really have to crunch the numbers. But the main problem with the solar panel leasing is that you don't own them. And since you don't own them, you're, you're leasing them. You're basically buying the energy back from the company you're 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 going to pay for the energy that those panels produce and it might be cheaper than the electric company it might be but it might not be i mean in the long run maybe so Really, you practically need a math degree or an accountant to to crunch the numbers to see at what point are you going to start saving money. Now, here's the little, the actual trick of it all. Is that when you're leasing solar panels, it's basically like, like you're buying a used car from a car lot that charges very high interest. That car lot is making money off of the loan, not the car that they sold you. They probably got that car really cheap. They're, they're selling it to you on credit, and they're charging you such high interest rates that even if they end up having to repossess the car because you don't make your payments, they still come out ahead, and then they'll just sell it to somebody else and do the same thing. Well, the problem with solar panels... Is that if you, if you move, you buy, you know, if you sell your house or something, you're still tied into that lease. So you have to get the, the new owner, the person who buys your house, you have to get them to take over the lease. And if they don't want to, then you have to pay off the rest of the money yourself. So you could get yourself in trouble there. So make sure you're not going to sell your house anytime soon. Um, so another thing is tax credits. One reason that the people want to do these solar leasing, leasing deals is that they get a tax credit on the installation. So they install it in your house and then they get basically a rebate Um That would have gone to you if you had bought the solar panels. So as it says on the fool.com, the solar company installs the panels and you enjoy a lower energy price. However, you do not receive tax credits and will never own the paddle panels. You will also miss out on any other solar incentives, including tax savings. So, and like I said, the energy savings is maybe, you know, they might be good. They might not. So, as you can see, there are possible benefits to having solar installed. Just know that that there's no, no such thing as free. Um, so... Some some of the articles that you read might say that solar energy is so much cheaper because of rising electricity cost. But what they won't tell you and this is something I learned today is that one of the reasons that the electricity that that the electricity has gone up is because of the switch to renewable energy. And I just read that, you know, that the price of electricity literally has gone up 17% since renewable energy you know, uh, growth began. And And the reason for that is they're having to recoup their losses. It's, you know, it's a business. There is no such thing as, like, just going from fossil fuels to renewables with, for free. Someone has to pay for all that stuff. And, of course, most of those articles say that, you know, well, we don't really have a choice. If we don't do it, you know, we're all going to die. There's going to be all these terrible climate events, and everything else. Maybe. Maybe so. I don't know. Um, But the thing to remember is that this energy transition, it's going to affect different people differently. And that is the people who have plenty of extra money, people who make a lot more money than the average person, They can absorb those higher energy costs. But there are many, many people, I don't, can't remember the number off the top of my head. Um, There's a ton of people in America and the world that make, you know, less than 30,000 a year. I mean, the poverty, the poverty level is considered like 40 something thousand. That's pretty, you know, and then there's a lot of people that are living on like 12,000. So for a necessity like electricity to to just go up and up and up, and not just electricity, but all kinds of energy, uh, is a real hardship for people. I mean, some people are having to choose between food and heat. So it's not a small thing for for these um climate activists to force this energy transition the way they're doing so it's a serious issue so what are they trying to do? they're trying to get the government to pay for these things well guess what, the government is, doesn't have its own money, While well, they do have a printing press but basically the taxpayer is going to feel that, either through, through higher inflation or through higher tax rates or fees or whatever, it's going to come back to us, right? So if you want to have solar and you want, you know, to have lower electric prices, then you do have a lot of things to consider. So what is the best idea? The best idea is to pay cash or not cash, but, you know, either pay cash if you have it or get a loan And buy your own panels and do it that way because the solar leasing is just a scam. So uh, what are some other things we can do to save the planet if you think the planet is in danger? Well, you can find ways to use less electricity. You can use energy-efficient appliances. You can use the Internet less because uh, data centers use immense amounts of electricity. You can drive less. You can ride a bike. You can um, share a ride with someone. You can ride a bus. You can turn off lights when you're not using them. You can buy less stuff. Buying less stuff means that less energy will be made by, will be used by factories to make all the stuff that we buy. So that's one thing that is kind of popular right now, an idea that's popular right now among some people, is slowing down growth. Well, of course, businesses don't like that idea, but if you want to save the planet, you might want to consider buying fewer items. And of course, there's just a lot of stuff that we do need to survive, but we don't need a lot of stuff too. So, what else can you do? Well, you can think about your your food because food is actually a big factor in the planet. like there's there's soil depletion, there's water usage usage, there's land usage, there are um, trees being cut down to make room to grow more food you know there's growing food is a big a big part of of uh climate damage so what can you do well you can grow your own food or you can buy some food that somebody else grew nearby that way that food did not have to be transported from another country across the ocean to your house in a truck and all that you know Put in a store, refrigerated, packaged, cleaned, and go through just multiple steps when you could just buy it from your local farmer's market. That right there would probably save the planet if everyone, if everyone just did that once a month. That would really make a big difference. But you're not going to hear a lot about that because that would change how much money the food industry makes. Uh, Look up the word agribusiness. If you've never heard of agribusiness, wow, it's just a giant monster. And yes, it's, you know, it's great that people have food and some of that is because of agribusiness, but it has also caused a lot of problems. So getting back to a more local food source is one thing that we can do to save the planet. Uh, And what else can we do? We can build or join a local business network so that you can buy and sell with people who live close by even if it's in your own state, it doesn't have to be like next door or in your own town. But basically, the the closer the item to you, so like if you buy something that came from Austin instead of China, you have reduced the amount of energy that was needed to to get that item to you. So just kind of thinking, I'm thinking about like getting products that, you know, they call it a carbon footprint. But, you know, like I said, I'm not a climate activist, but I do believe in preserving the planet, so there's really no reason to destroy it on purpose. And using, you know, buying things that are produced a lot closer to you is a good idea. And what is the other thing? Well, remember when we were in school... We were told, you know, ecology and environment um, and conservation, these are concepts that have been around, you know, for a very long time. They got more popular, I think, in the 50s and 60s. Then it kind of changed to global warming and then climate and all that. So they keep changing the terminology. But basically... It comes back to reduce, reuse, recycle. We all learn that, right? Reduce, reuse, recycle. But the th- the problem with recycling is that first you need to reduce and reuse. Some people want to just keep on buying all kinds of plastic stuff and excess stuff and stuff that comes from China and other countries far away. And then think they can recycle it when really they need to look for another the reduce and the reuse options or the trading and um, make and do with what you have and, you know, figuring out another way instead of just constantly buying things. Now, sometimes you've got to buy stuff. I mean, like we had to buy a new bathtub and we have to buy some stuff for the walls. And, you know, sometimes you need building supplies and things like that. Not everything lasts forever or is, you know, reusable. But like if you have furniture that is in good shape, don't just replace it just to replace it. Unless you can find a good use for it, like another person can can use it that doesn't have any furniture or something like that. But just try to find ways to make sure that your stuff doesn't end up in the dump, or the landfill. Because, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. It's always a good idea, right? So, let me just uh, take a quick break here, and I'll be right back. Okay, before we go, I found a little article. It's kind of old, so it may be outdated, but it was the top 10 U.S. states for renewable energy installed capacity. That's the title. It's on RenewableEnergyWorld.com. And guess what? Texas is number four. So, yeah, Texas has a tons of wind, lots of wind. And I don't know about the solar, but there's probably a bunch of solar, too. But, you know, we have a lot of wide open spaces, so we have a lot of wind. The number one on this list, and like I said, this list is like 10 years old, but the number one back in 2012 was Washington State because of their dams. So they have hydropower, which is important. And then California has hydro, geothermal, and wind, and a little bit of solar. So I need to find another article and see, you know, what the 2022 top 10 is. But I was just kind of glad to see that Texas was on the list, considering that, you know, a lot of people like to dog up Texas. But anyway, that's my podcast on solar leasing. It doesn't seem like a good idea at all. And um, reusable renewable energy how it is going to be a huge thing. It's going to affect the economy in so many ways that are probably not going to be pointed out by the media. In other words, there's going to be a lot of inflation and um, other things, uh, geopolitics. In other words, like political things happening all over the world that are related to the energy transition. Uh, which is, you know, switching from fossil fuels to renewables, in case you missed that. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening in the world. And it's a, you can trace it back. The people in the media are probably not going to do that for you. But I just want everyone to know that that is what's going on. Of course, we all know as Christians that there are other things going on as well there's evil, there's God's plan, and so on. So thanks again for listening. I hope you learned something today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share and come visit me at my blog, and blueskiesandgreenpastures.com. Bye now.